Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, And today we're going to be talking about everything skin prep, tanning, waxing, shaving, all relating to show day. I remember my first, God, I remember my first year of competing. I, I actually didn't know Laura and I completely bulged it up. Waxed too soon. I looked like a Power Ranger. It was just not pretty. And I learned quick. So, hopefully, if you're listening to this and you're a first timer, or maybe you've been going for a while, hopefully, you will learn something from this because your tan on stage, people, I think Laura will probably agree with this, it's very overlooked. Um, so, and it's not what I'm trying to say is competitors don't put enough emphasis on it, but when you're on stage, damn, it makes a difference. Like when you're trying to get those little you know, at 5% on someone else, it can make a massive, massive difference. So we have the lovely Laura from Get Bronze, and she did my last two turns, and we'll probably touch on that funny story from Mammy Pro, <laughs> because I think that we have to. We'll probably touch <laughs> on how my armpits have just got their own, like... Yeah. The, they just do their own thing. Like, I was sweating, and like, Laura just sorted me out, and she was amazing, and her team's amazing. So welcome, Laura, to the podcast. I can't wait to have, like, this episode out. I think it's going to be really, really beneficial to people, so... Yeah, I hope so. I think that's the main thing. We just need to learn and, and hopefully take in the information and just follow it. That's all they've got to do. That's it. Yeah. Same thing with your diet plan. Just do it. Follow exactly. it. Same exactly. with just read, read the information, follow it, and you'll be starting. <laughs> So, from I remember reading your story of how you started, because yeah. you were doing time before, and then it was your husband that got into yeah. bodybuilding, and that's kind of how yeah. it started, wasn't it? I wasn't really tanning before. I've, I've been tanning now for six years, and um, I actually was working with young offenders before. I totally massive career change, basically. I worked with young offenders in a prison. That's where Ryan and I met, working in prison. He was working there too. He wasn't uh, an offender. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> He was a male prison, but he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't an inmate. And, um, yeah, so then he started competing and, um, yeah, I started tanning him, like, manually, essentially painting him for the shows. Because he's obviously kind of, um, kind of darker skin tone already, um, he could get away with that. He didn't really, he doesn't really need that much backstage help, so that was always worked for him. And then I was working backstage at, um, some shows and saw there's a bit of a gap in the market, really, for, for a new, uh, tanner, competition tanner. So I started doing all my qualifications and then um, set up get bronze like five and a half years ago so what qualifications uh, do you did you go and get is it something that you first have? off yeah first off it was just a kind of very simple with cnrx a kind of salon tanny kind of brand um spray tanning course then i did training with liquid sunrays pro tan but agic um i've done quite a lot of other training since with different various tanning brands because you can never learn enough you know like i can, you know i can still do 10 more there's so many different tan brands out there they all show different things you know things from one tan will work with others as well and some won't so it's just learning and putting things together and what works best for me and my team going forward I've kind of put together from all of those different trainings so what was the point because some people were interested be interested here about the actual business side how you grew so how long was it that it was just yourself and what was yeah. the point that you started to you know get a team so now you've got you get you have very big teams from what yeah I do sometimes yeah that's right so to be honest it sounds so bad but you know when you I, I set this up when I was actually I was eight months pregnant I did my tanning my first tanning course I was eight months pregnant with Preston oh and I went to this training course with CNRX and London and they were a bit like you're eight months pregnant what are you even doing here and I was like I know that in January he's put like he's due in December this was November he was due in December he didn't come to January but I was like the competition season starts again kind of March April time I, this is what I want to do so I'm doing qualifications now you know I can train and train and practice and practice on family and friends and then uh 
and so I, I kind of started it never knowing how big it was going to get. I didn't plan it. I didn't, it wasn't a big business plan and, a, a, you know, I didn't really go into it thinking it would be what it is now, I suppose. It was it's just something that, that occurred through, you know, hard work. I wanted it to. Once it started growing, I wanted that to keep happening. But it wasn't something I had envisaged when I started. Um, so I started on my own, like you say, and I did just go on my own to shows. And it was just a one-man band. I was there tanning. I did maybe 25 people at a time because I, I personally don't think any tanner should ever do more than 25 people in a day because you're too tired and then you're not going to give the right customer service or experience to each, you know, the 26th, 27th, all those other people. It's not fair. So um, I cut that with all my shows still. You know, I'll, if there's 25 a person, we get another tanner in and can, you know, carry on that process. Um, so, yeah, I never took more than that. And just, I did about a year. I did from, from that January. I set up, started emailing, promoting, did about four or five shows throughout that year on my own. And then the year after, I just getting more and more inquiries and I started turning people away. And I think it's, it's always generally Ryan who's always like, what are you doing? Just be more positive. Just take someone on. See if you've got anyone that could come with you. And I had some friends that had ton of qualifications and they were like, of course we'll come. We want to help. And since then, it's, it's been either through friends or through um, people we've tanned that compete. that are also beauticians and stuff that said, oh, can I ever be in your team if you ever need anybody? People approach me quite often. Um, I get quite a few emails on Instagram saying, you know, I'd love to be on a team. And um, so it's just about picking the right person, making sure they come to a show and see what we're doing so I can kind of teach them and train them before we um, get them on board. And yeah, we just take different amounts of girls to the show. Like I say, depending on the amount of numbers, is how I work out how many girls we take. And, and there we go, yeah. I know um, it's interesting what you mentioned about um, choosing the right people because I think it is very much like what we do like both with my podcast and compact and what you do with the tanning it is very much the the cut the customer has got to be at the forefront and it makes a difference like yeah. the way they're treated and yeah. sometimes you can't teach that like when i yeah. teach my girls the compact you can't so teach someone how to be you know that sort of you know what i mean it's that nice it's that nice genuine yeah. human um That's and one to really to go above and beyond like all the girls that that asked to come on board, you know, they're, they're trained, they're, they're trained in tanning. I know they can tan, that's not really the issue. If they can tan, they can tan. You know, I, I'll teach them certain different things about competition tanning and how that varies, but if they can, if they're qualified and they're insured and they can tan, I know they, they're good. But for me then at that point, it is more about the customer service and how we treat people. Cause I can't be tanning everybody, but I want everybody to get the same service and the same treatment. And, um, and the team as a whole has to work in jail because we work really hard and we work long hours and we have to support each other um, through that quite a lot because it is quite tough, it's hard work. Um, so I want everyone to get on, like we, we share hotel rooms, some of the other teams, you know, maybe they, they wouldn't be up for that, but we all just want to get on and have a good time um, if we can, go out for dinner after we've worked or anything like that and then um, just make it a bit more of a team because then it shows other people show that we're having a nice time you know we're kind of playing off each other and having a nice time while we're tanning it's important because everyone's really scared they're really nervous even if they've done it 10 times before they're still coming and they're like what am i going to face what is happening here who you know they may have never been to us before or a different team and um so just as, as long as they can all you know up to that 25th person keep smiling keep that energy up that's the most important thing for me um which is hard to find it really is but I kind of want the team friendly, kind of young, fresh, and just always energetic and on the ball, I guess, really. Because you do have such, honestly, I have such a laugh when I go and get a tan. <laughs> I'm just like, this is the weirdest thing, and I can't wait to tell my grandkids that, like, you know, I would just be there. Yeah, with, like, some weird sock thing on my head. Like, oh, it, we, it was I, a really good experience, and, like, 
you can never happening. explain it as much as I write it down and say this is what's going to happen in our you know in our team if you came with us or you'd hear it from other teams until you go and face that it's one of those experiences you're like really like does that really happen <laughs> but it does because it, it can be really nerve-wracking um, yeah. for some people. I yeah. was quite lucky in the way that I had experience because when you did runways and catwalks, like you would just have to get naked. It doesn't matter who was around. Like you just had to yeah. get in, out, whatever. Um, yeah. But I think probably the biggest thing I could say to anyone, I don't know if you could probably vouch this as well, it's like, remember that everyone's in the same boat. So yeah. you're thinking that everyone's looking at you going, oh, like, what? Joe, you think the worst, don't you? No, but... Yeah. Once you realise, you know, you, you probably think, I hope, well, I don't know. You might have completely forgot how I look naked. You've seen me twice naked. You probably don't remember. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't have a clue. We're not even, like, the weird thing is, people are always saying, oh, have you seen anyone that looks really good today? Or do you think I look good? And I, I, I at that time, for me, my important thing at that point while I'm tanning is, is getting the tan right. So I'm, I'm not checking out if someone's got better abs or someone's got leaner glutes or anything like that. That's, you know, that's not my job at that point, ever. You know, it's certainly not at that point, but it never is anyway. Um, so I'm just like, I don't know, everyone's here, you know, just make friends, try not to worry too much because it's a good time to make friends. The day before your show, if you don't know anyone at the competition and you're going on your own, it's a really good time to actually make friends with other girls that, you know, in the tanning room because you're going to see them the next day. If you're on your own, especially, you can spend some time with the girls. Um, yeah, I think. And that's the other thing, I guess, is, you know, some people say, oh, you know, I haven't ever competed or would you ever compete? And I don't think sometimes that I need to compete to have empathy or to understand or care about what people are, are going through because I, I, I do care. I'm a caring kind of person. And that's another thing I really want with the team is that we may all not have competed. Some have and some haven't. But it doesn't mean that the ones that haven't don't understand or have a real empathy and um, care about what they're doing because we really do, like all of us really do. We want to get it right for you. Um, we want to make sure because we know how hard you've worked like I may not have been through it and worked that hard myself obviously I've lived through it with Ryan and yeah, most see, yeah. people have lived through it in some way with other forms um, but yeah I think I think yeah that's the main thing as long as they really care and you can see it in the girls like they want to get things spot on they're all perfectionists and that's what we need I guess that's probably the, probably the biggest asset or biggest quality you could probably want at yeah. the time as well and yeah. going back when you, what you said about making friends I just love it when, like, you put... I've always remembered two bros. You put me... Because um, sometimes... So if you've done your first layer of a tan, girls, and you're not sure what happens, usually you have, like, a break between your first time and your second time that you've got to let it, like, kind of sit and dry. So you'll be, like... You'll get, you'll get kind of, like, ushered into a different pod, and there's a fan. And I kind of do a bit of a rotation, try and make sure, you know, everything's dry and whatnot. And I always remember, like, just being put in with this random French woman... And I just started speaking French to it. I just remember having this, it's, it's, oh. it's like, it's just those little noise memories and those yeah. awkward, oh my God, I'm going to be put into this like really small, well, it's not actually that small, um, but being five yeah. to anything small. Some of the men have to be quite small for them, but. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, you do make some really funny friends because then you, yeah. as you say, you do bump it, you recognise them the day after yeah. and all that it's sort of thing. Like for, every, for everybody, nearly for every show, every tanner tans the day before, so it's your, first experience of the whole competition that whole thing you've been working towards your first experience generally is the tanning so it's i think that's also really um important for the federations to choose the right tanners and companies and things as well to represent their brand so that's you know sometimes you know different federations have different tanners for for a, for a reason really they they one tanning brand will work better with their brand and how their ethos which is fine you know everybody doesn't have to fit everything you don't have to be good for everybody but for what you're doing and you know the way we portray ourselves 
we've got our own contracts and everyone has different ones because we're presenting them really like they're the ones advertising us saying these are our official tanners they're they're kind of putting their back on the line saying these are the people we want you to go with so they don't want people turning up the day before that's their first experience of the whole thing and getting a bad experience they want that to be right so mm. i think it's key all round to kind of work together with them the federation and everything to make sure the experience is right for everybody yeah definitely i'm leading on for what you mentioned about federation this is something that i learned this year because when you when i first got into competing you ask people about oh how's this tanner how's that tanner and they would say oh their tanning's awful um it ran and i'd be like oh it's because of the tanner when actually from what i've learned from you this year yeah sometimes it isn't the no. It depends on what, I didn't know, I honestly thought you use the same tan, like the kind of big jar container things that you use. I thought that was the same thing that you use for every single federation, but that's actually not the case, is it? No, so it, like every federation may have a preference of what the tanner uses. Um, and so, yeah, there's certain other federations maybe would want only just one brand, which is actually totally different. Um, it works totally differently on different people. It work, might work really well on you, but it, it might not work at all on somebody else. And that's a process for like a competitor to learn and for the tanner to learn from as well. Um, so some people know, so for Tubros, we are contracted to use a, a tan called ProTan. Um, some people know that ProTan does not work for them. That doesn't mean that they don't like us, they don't think Get Bronze is any good. You know, we've got some friends that are like, they absolutely, you know, we're really good friends, but they don't like ProTan. I have to use ProTan for that show. They're not going to use it. That's fine. I'm not, it doesn't bother me either. You know, it's got to be right for them. So they'll use a different brand and they'll do it themselves or they'll find a tanner that can use the tan that they want to use for that show. So sometimes for the competitor, if you're doing lots of shows or if it really is a, something that you do in your life kind of really regularly, then you can work out what tan only works for you and just stick with it if that, if that works, if it helps. Um, Sometimes loads of towns will work on somebody and it doesn't matter. But I think some people also think that, um, like I use my own tan as in Get Bronze has a tan, which obviously is my absolute dream. So one day, one day. <laughs> but um, no, we don't have a Get Bronze isn't the tan. So if somebody had a bad experience, it isn't us. We can't like spray it on. Yeah, essentially, like once you're trained and you know how to tan, we've had hundreds of people, you know, over the years. I can't. I, I couldn't even spray it on the, a bad tan. Essentially, if I tried, it can't. I can't spray it on patchy or spray it on wrong. I, it's the way it sits on somebody's skin that's yeah. the, not the problem, and it's not. You know, it's not their fault. It's not our fault. It's just sometimes that tan doesn't work on their skin, um, and that's something they learn from. It's unfortunate because for that show, that means it's you know it doesn't work so well. But they can learn from that and move forward. Um, yeah, and can to make it the best situation we can, but we can't out of a hundred people because you're not doing patch tests or doing a trial tan then you know sometimes there's a risk but yeah and even with that so for me um who people who have followed that pod this podcast see that will all get edited out see what i mean um <laughs> so yeah for people who kind of have a bit of an understanding of my sort of background last year so i did two bros was with laura she did pro tan now i had some interesting wasting my armpits have just got a world of their own and they just like sweat quite a lot and because my skin prep was pretty on point and even though that was like from a back-to-back -back show we might you know i remember you every couple of, i think every half an hour i was just coming to you saying can you just pat it can you just pat it and we 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 worked it i still think pro tan is great i just know for myself when it comes to the armpit area now i always ask my tanner 
just go easy on the armpit because it's going to do its yeah. own thing and what you've just done is just going to fade away with two seconds yeah. but then we yeah. did for Mami Pro was it black magic that you yeah. had yeah. black magic was amazing on me I didn't have that issue with the armpits um so it's really yeah. I really want to stress the girls like sometimes it isn't the tanner it is just the case as Laura mentioned is was your skin prep on point that's probably the biggest question yeah. I'd ask someone yeah. um and also what's the sort of tan that you're using or what tan are they using and as you say you just learn like I've learned now that I need to wax at least a week out I've learned that I can't shave so close to my show I've learned in terms of my armpits like it's sometimes yeah. you're not gonna get it's not gonna be spot on all the time um it's not every time for everybody it's like not just about your body and your body conditioning, but like the skin prep is a learning process. Some people can, um, you know, have a shower four hours before they come to us. Some people need to wait, need to have that shower, the last shower that morning, so their skin has time to settle down before they get a spray tan. It's every time you're going to learn something about how it works. Some people, literally, like my husband, he can do anything. He could remove his hair, get a shower, then I tan him immediately, and it doesn't matter to him. Hmm. Most people wouldn't be able to do that. So you just have to learn what works for you and once you've learned it just stick to it because mm. your husband's mixed race isn't he yeah that's right yeah. so how does that differ in terms of how much tan that you have to put on someone that could that is one question i had for actually um yeah. a lady was mixed race and she said oh do i need to go get a tan and i was like yes <laughs> yeah. Thing, yeah we do get that quite a lot um and everybody does need that tan under those lights um it, it really is needed. Like you literally, they would literally look washed out. Like Brian did do probably his first two shows without a tan. It was, one was called Fame. It was in Brighton on the beach in Brighton, like 2009 or something. I don't know. And he didn't know. We just rocked up. He didn't even know he needed a tan. He didn't even know what he was doing. He didn't take any music for his bodybuilding routine. He ended up doing a routine to the whole of the man in the mirror, the whole length of it, like four minute track. Cause he didn't have it. That was right. He just gave them the CD and they played the whole track. He had no idea what was going on. Love he it. But, um, <laughs> he, and he didn't for the next show, but then we learn, and you know, you, le you learn together. But yes, he would, and he still does now. We would do the same process as we did with you, say the pro-tan would be the overnight, day before, um, two layers of that if needed, and then the top coat on the day. With pro-tan, there's different top coats, so we have a physique top coat, a beam top coat, and a bodybuilding top coat, and they are slightly different within them. The bodybuilding one is obviously darker, but the skin tone to start with, they would still get the same process. Um, even kind of darker skins as well. It does. It is needed. And yeah. So I can just yeah. see the darker your skin colour. Yeah, the darker your skin. So basically, the less tan you need, but you still need that under. Yeah. That under still, yeah, it evens out the skin tone as well quite a lot. And then with the glaze on stage, it makes quite a difference, to be honest. Yeah. So what would you say for people? who are pale, like myself, and they're thinking, right, I want to get a base coat, like, but before I come to you, so I'm going to start doing the, the sunbeds, all that sort of thing. Would you say that's, would you say, A, would you say it's needed? If so, if you, if somebody's like, yeah, I definitely want to do it, what sort of recommendations would you give to them? Um, and how many weeks or days out before, because I don't know, you know it, I guess it can actually affect your skin if it can feel a bit more tighter or warmer. I don't know. So you want to kind of touch on that? Yeah. Yeah, sunbeds are something we would never recommend for anybody. Um, obviously, for general health reasons as well. But for a base coat, it's just not needed at all. Um, sunbeds aren't good for your skin. And they, if you ended up burning on a sunbed and you get kind of peel, that's just going to show. Your tan will just stick to any dry rows like that, any kind of little patches of drier skin. 
and you can't change that once it's sprayed on it will go dark on those little areas um so that'd be a massive problem if that happened um but also it's just like any base coat if you wanted to do a base coat which is fine if someone is really pale there is definitely nothing wrong with doing a base coat before they then go to their tanner for their first tan what they'd want to do is just either a normal salon tan if they one on the high street um or manually doing it um with the dark tan and showering it making sure the actual solution itself is off before they see the official tanner that they're tanning with um so they've got some base color but they need to make sure we've had some people that have done that which is great that they've kind of thought about doing that but they've gone there with like or worn the disposable underwear that the salons would give them obviously for, for females competing they need to wear nothing um because their bikinis might sit somewhere different to where that little disposable bong thing sits um obviously the connectors may have little gaps in them so you're going to see a little white lining but if they manage to get that in the right place exactly that's yeah. you know it's just you you would have to tell a salon or whatever that you can't wear anything um, and making sure you're bending over so you don't get any marks under your bum and stuff that a normal salon probably wouldn't ask you to do they kind of hand you disposable underwear and they wouldn't even think to like get you to bend forward um, as they're tanning you and you know certain things that a salon wouldn't do but they're fine for a base coat just making sure you don't get any marks from it that's all yeah <laughs> I always um, like bent over and you went bend over more I was like this is so yeah. <laughs> be done <laughs> exactly it has got to be done because when you do that back pose it's yeah exactly that's the first thing if you have lines in that back pose and that's why some girls they're suddenly nervous and they're you know uncomfortable and i totally get it it's, i you know it's got to be uncomfortable i understand that but you are going to be on stage in a bikini that's pretty small and having lines or any marks on stage is worse than just standing in front of a tent with just one tanner and you know bending over more or doing what they ask to get into a different position so they can make sure that their whole body is tanned evenly so it is something that kind of mentally, I guess, competitors just have to be like, okay, I'm going to get on and just do this. Just get it done. Um, and once you've done it once, you know, it's not that bad. Or, you know, even in the middle of while you're doing it, you're like, actually, you know, hopefully we're all quite friendly and make it as comfortable as we can. Um, and, you know, it's done within minutes. It's not even that long, does it? It takes like probably five minutes for the tan, one tan layer. Yeah. And then you go into your own little tent with a fan, like you say. So um, it's not too bad. Like, this sounds really weird for me to say, but I'm trying to think of like, I've done four or five shows now. And I'm thinking, can I honestly remember what anyone looks like naked? I'm like, oh, exactly. I honestly it. can't. No, that's it. Exactly. No one's actually really looking at anybody, although everyone thinks everyone's looking at everybody. <laughs> yeah. They probably just think about clothes for next meal, when do we need to yeah. come to tomorrow, like, or whatever they're doing. But no, it's very, very true. So when it comes to the waxing, shaving, hair removal side, obviously yeah. you saw I did a compact post about this a little while ago. Yeah. But just kind of do a quick run through someone that's coming to you first time. Um, they're saying, right, I want to wax or I want to shave or I want to do like hair removal cream. Like, how far out minimum would you say that they need to do that before they come and see you? So, the main thing um, with any of those methods is they're all fine if they work for you and you need to have checked them beforehand. So, kind of six, eight weeks before the show, if you've never waxed before, that's when you want to do a wax so that you've got then time for it to grow back before you do a wax by the show time. So, and at that point, you might be like, actually, my skin's red raw and I've got all these marks and it doesn't work for me, then that's fine. Then try the hair removal cream or just shaving. Um, waxing, if it does work, that's fine. That needs to be done at least, I'd say, a week before the show, really, to be honest. Just your skin, literally, obviously, I mean, it's really affecting your skin. It's going to really affect your skin. Your skin needs a lot of time to recover from that before a tan goes on. Um, We've had someone actually that came to us. It was a man. He had, had had a wax on his back the day before he came for his tan, bless him. It was his first time. And we tanned him the night before, like normal. Everything looked fine. He messaged me and then he, 
um, morning and he was like, I've got these, all these lines on my back. And I was like, can you send me a picture? And he sent me a picture and it was literally these kind of like a line, thick lines like this. And um, I was like, straight away, I was like, you've had a wax, haven't you? And he said yesterday. And I was like, it's literally like the wax strip, the lines, the wax strip where she pulled it. I was like, I couldn't have sprayed that on you. That's literally how the town has reacted to your skin still you know recovering from this wax and he was obviously gutted but understood it wasn't anything I could change or do and or he could at the time um but yeah you do need to make sure that happens you need to get that skin recovered and if there's any hair regrowth um within that time that week before you then show um just the day before your tan just kind of with a razor tiny little bits it won't take long just to kind of razor any little bits away um hair removal cream again I'd say at least three to four days before the show um and the shaving the day before um yeah. So would you say with hair removal cream, it's quite strong, right, in terms of the smell and the chemicals. Would you, yeah. would you, I don't okay. know, I, I've never personally done it purely for that yeah, reason. Yeah, no, it's okay. Like, and it's quite, I suppose, an easy method, a pain-free method anyway, at least. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's okay. Like, yeah, I'd say at least three to four days before the show if you're going to do it. Um, and yeah, it's quite an easy method, to be honest. I don't know why not many people do it anymore, but. Because I actually started waxing purely because I just thought my hair's really, like, my hair grows back within, like, two, two days max. It's really like, yeah. that annoying dark hair, like, syndrome. Yeah. But, yeah, I started waxing, um, and I do it regularly now. I do find it has helped, but I did it, as I say, my first, oh, my first, first, first show, I just did it way too, way too close. I think yeah. I did it on the Thursday, and my tan was on the Friday, Saturday. Um, Friday. Yeah, and it, like the bikini line wasn't as bad, but I just remember the armpits just being, it was yeah. like proper lines. It was horrendous. Yeah. And I did my whole routine was I had my arms up. Yeah. I had to change that within two seconds. I was like, I'm keeping these arms fixed down. They are not yeah. moving. Like, not at all. But the other thing with like underarms, obviously, is um, also generally, obviously, you need to make sure that you have no products at all in your skin when you come for your tan. So that's kind of no perfumes, moisturizers, deodorants, or anything like that your tan your skin needs to be totally clear of anything so um yeah that's really important to use like a kind of ph balance shower gel where you can get it onto the compact website and just to get that before you have the tan that's the day before or that morning if you're going to have a tan that morning that's fine with cool, like warm water but the um other problem with underarm deodorant um because people sometimes still think oh i can just put it on in the morning and then my tans at like 7 p.m it'll be fine that it isn't fine like, it's 24 hour like a lot of the brands now say it lasted 24 hours yeah definitely not fine as as we're tanning literally it's green and i'm just straight away i'm like have you had yogurt on and they're like oh this morning and i'm like yeah yeah that that still matters like so really like please read the instructions deodorant cannot be on um and actually for some people again that's that this will be kind of varying by person by person so you'd have to work out yourself but some people literally have a residue of deodorant kind of around up here or around the back and that can linger for a, a day or two so some people need to not wear deodorant for literally a day or two before their tan and make sure they have concentrated on that area of scrubbing to get rid of any deodorant residue because the residue can also turn green and the tan just won't take quite as well to those areas when that happens so it's just something to be mindful of really mm. That's crazy though. It's just it's so interesting yeah. how like in the colour wheel it just decides just to go green. Like Yeah. yeah. The green doesn't stay. The green will the green will fade. The colour itself will fade, but the tan won't have taken very well. Um, and obviously we're there backstage the next day and we'll do the top coat and um most tanning companies and we would have a tattoo cover or like kind of darker makeup products. Generally there's gonna be a makeup artist around. So 
you know, if you're in an emergency and you're like, something's there, we'll generally, um, if someone's tan just isn't sticking under their arms, it happens to a lot of people, um, we'll just use a little bit of makeup and just kind of blend that in under your arms just to kind of create a bit of a dark, instead of it being a bright white area, it's going yeah. to be a dark area, which is what you want, obviously, if you're doing any arm up poses. Yeah, I remember you doing that with me for two bros. Um, yeah. I was just, I was just nervous and I was just sweating. Yeah, exactly. Like you can't stop that. And the more you tell someone, try not to sweat, they're going to sweat even more, aren't they? Um, and you're waiting. And sometimes when you're cold and you're waiting, it's even you kind of sweat even more, don't you? And it, you know, it's all those combination of things together. If you're waiting a long time for your show, and um, and you know, some people just are going to do that naturally. But whoever you're, whoever has tanned you, whatever federation or company it is, just go and see them. Don't kind of moan about it on social media the next day like oh look at my arms or arms or whatever like there's just we you know we can't help everybody we're not going to go around and find people out and be checking everybody but we're always there they'll always and every talent company will be there at the backstage area if they're the official tanners go and see them even if it's something that you think they can't help with just ask like we're generally often hanging around waiting for someone to come and talk to us so just come and ask us we'd love to help <laughs> i'm always with mommy i'll be just sitting around i'm like you okay like yeah just waiting yeah we literally are just waiting for someone to have a problem at that point by the you know by the time we've done all our tanning and, and glazing we're fixing shoes we're gluing on stuff we you know we'll do anything so just come and ask us do you not find it funny though how much can go wrong as soon as you put that tan on it's like a, it's i don't know what it is about that it's like a, a magic tan but like you end up being more clumsy i yeah, even, yeah. Um, like you just it's crazy how many funny stories yeah. you hear and you just I, yeah. I bet you have you just come you're like what have you been doing for the past like two hours yeah. <laughs> like you do things that you just don't usually do but it's like as soon as that tabs on you're thinking oh i'm really gonna look after this and it's like roll with us my one massive question in life now is whether women always wheel themselves or if we only wear ourselves when we've got a tan on and we're not meant to like i just don't know the answer anymore because i have seen <laughs> like hundreds of it so i'm just like is that what we always all do or do women just only do that when they're on a show day and not meant to i don't understand i don't know I don't well like yeah well i can <laughs> say uh from my personal experience it is purely just on that day so i <laughs> i was going on for the model you were nearly on stage weren't you yeah yeah, I was just about to be called on stage. And I thought, I need to go to the toilet. To toilet. And obviously, your, body, your body's going through this fight or flight response, isn't it? It's so nervous. So I went to the toilet, got the cuff. I was like, right, I'm done. Boom, like, going to go back. And then I remember just looking down and just like this line on my left leg. And I was like, I was, and I was just, my head was like, mate, why? Like, I've, I've always been that girl that's not had any problems apart from my armpits. I remember going, yeah! literally like, Run down, it was loads of stairs, weren't there? But yeah, I can't. I was actually really impressed how quickly you did that. Literally, that's the thing, like, things like that, always just go and check with the tanner. We can, I mean, we can always fix a weed mark, like that happens a hundred times a day at a show day. It's totally normal. We're not embarrassed by it, don't need to be. No one else needs to be. It's absolutely normal, um, weirdly, but it is, and we can fix it. There's certain things, obviously, that we'll always do our best to fix anything anyone does for their tan. There's certain things we can't fix, um. Like if you've really um, taken off the tan with like a scrape or a scratch and it's kind of gone back to like proper white, it's really hard to blend that in. We'll definitely put more tan on, blend it in as much as we can. But well, sometimes even a handprint, like we have people with handprints and they've obviously had their hand there all night long. Like there is no tan left and it's a massive handprint. And that's quite hard to blend in. We can do our best, but if it's only a little, you know, little marks, we stuff like that, it's easy. 
yeah. always there to try and, you know, yeah, just the main thing. I guess for most people, what you want to try and do after your tan is to not do too much and, and try and look after it as best you can. And that's all you can do, isn't it? So Yeah, definitely. And as I said, like, I did the first show without my bronzy, second oh. show forward with the bronzy. And, oh, my God, it's like, I just love it. The bronzy, literally, people that have the bronzy never have any problems. It's madness. So good. Because I remember having, like, I think I had a T-shirt, but it still had a label at the back. And then I had um, some tracky bottoms, so obviously I completely forgot the line that it creates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that bronzy was amazing. Like, yeah. any tracky bottoms or trousers to sit on somebody, they're going to create a line. And obviously for, for men, most of the time, they can kind of pull that down and hide it where their swimwear or shorts or whatever is going to be. But for women, you can't, you, know, you can't get away with any of that. So it's, you know, it's really important for the girls particularly to think about what they're wearing off their town to look after it. Definitely. Um, got to be loose as much as you don't want it to be. <laughs> <laughs> so, last two questions. What would you advise someone if they have, I know you did this for me, you were amazing, back to back shows? So, they've got one, they've done a show, and then literally the week after they've got a show coming up, what's the best thing? Because you can't, like, I've really tried to get rid of, like, I remember. So, for example, when I did the PCA London, the week after I came to you for two bros, I remember really trying my hardest to get, even with, like, the tough scrub, it got off quite a lot. Um, but what are your best, what's the best advice for someone who's doing a back-to-back? They don't want to, you know, they don't want their skin to kind of let them down. What, what would you say to them? To be honest, I um, have... I, my advice now is that people shouldn't try so hard because if you are rubbing and exfoliating your skin every day so you've had a show on say a sunday and you've got a show the next sunday if you're exfoliating your skin and kind of scrubbing it raw every day to try and get that tan off your skin is going to really be in panic mode and by the time it comes to tanning again on the saturday your skin's going to be so dry so dehydrated it's going to be sore and it's just not dry it's just not going to be a good setting for a new fresh tan at all it's going to be essentially like in the worst position it could be what we want what we want to tan on is like nourished and hydrated skin um because that's that's where it's going to sit much smoother it's going to be a much smoother base if your skin's dry like i say it's just going to look kind of end up crackly and kind of dry looking with the fresh tan so my advice for someone to do a show week to week back to back is just to do exactly what you did leading up to that first show so you may scrub kind of every other day. Um, you don't want to be scrubbing your skin raw or making it too dry. You want to be moisturising, keeping the skin hydrated every day. Really important, even moisturising twice a day maybe. Um, and then obviously the day before, the next tan, making sure that the skin is clear. But if you have lingering tan, which you're going to have, like little patches, kind of elbows, maybe bits on your hands or knees or ankles, it's going to be quite light essentially compared to a new stage tan. So it's going to be covered up. So basically, I would literally deal with it as, as if you were coming into your, fr- your first show, the fresh show, look after your skin rather than rubbing it, like, rubbing it raw and making it too dry, because that's never going to work. It won't, you won't get a good second tan. Mm, I'd say moisturiser, it was like the biggest one for me. Because yeah. after, after Mami Pro, I was like keeping moisturising, I kept moisturising and the tan was staying on so well. It lasts so much better. Obviously, the, you know, you're, you're, you've, prepped your skin so you've exfoliated off any dry kind of dead skin so the fresh tan is kind of sitting there but your skin will obviously be continuing to make dead skin cells so the more you're kind of scrubbing it off and not hydrating your skin the patchier it's going to go 
but the more you can hydrate your skin and nourish it really over the next kind of seven, 10 days, you can end up with quite a nice good tan after the show if you look after your skin without too much of a problem. Well, yeah, loads of people I see get a photo shoot day, day after and it's fab. Perfect, yeah. Literally after a shower, you feel like you've been on holiday to Barbados for two weeks and you're having a lovely tan. So just enjoy that at that point. Don't try and scrub it off if you can. Like, don't try and scrub it off and just enjoy it. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. So what about someone who has a show on a Saturday, for example, and they do a show literally the day after on the Sunday? So um, a lot of the times at that point, it possibly would be with a different tanning company as well. So you would need to check with both of them. But say, I get it sometimes, say... Um, you know, someone would say to me, what shall I do? I've got a town with you on the Saturday and I'm going to the next show on the Sunday. I would always advise that obviously leading up to the show, do your normal skin prep. I would tan them for their show. After their show that night, they need to shower. Just shower, just lukewarm water, get all that solution off so the water runs totally clear. And then the next morning at the next show, they're just going to get one fresh coat of top coat on and they'll be perfect. Um, that's so if someone, if someone had said to me, oh, I'm competing with you on the Sunday and I'll have competed yesterday, can I just get the top coat? We always do that service where we just do a top coat on the day of the show only and we'll look after them backstage as we would anyone else at that point as well. Um, but I just say to them, make sure you've showered that tan off. Different tan brands can react differently and you don't want them to react together. So the main thing is have that shower. And that's, like I say, if you were going to do a base coat for a tan before you come to see us, Every, all of that's okay, but as long as the actual solution itself isn't on there, um, the colour will still be left on your skin, but the solution itself won't be. So our tan won't react badly to anything. Um, it'll just give you a nice fresh tan on top. But yeah, just check with the tanning company, but most of them, I think, will all say the same thing. Yeah, because remember, I didn't, obviously, I, I came to you from Mavic Pro in the end, the evening and the, I mean, the, the base coat and the top coat. But I remember you saying, because I had some protan at home, you said that I could have done the base coat with protan and still used the black magic with you the day after. Obviously, I just yeah. went easy, came with you, the base coat and the top yeah. coat. But, yeah, it's yeah. that thing, like... Like, coming the day before, for some people, it's an added expense. Um, for some people, they want to because they can register then with the show and they can relax in the hotel or whatever. But some people can't do that. Then just contact... the tam- Most company, companies, like I say, will have, like, an option for a top coat only on their websites. And if they don't, just email them and say, look, can I, can I do this option? And I'm sure most, most of them will. Um, but you will always need to do a base coat. So kind of buying your own pro tan, getting your overnight colour done, which is it's doable on its own, as long as you've got someone to help you and to make sure you've done your back and all that. Um, it dries really quick. It's pretty easy to apply. So um, it's definitely doable. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. Because mm. I've never fully done a tan by myself. PCA London, I did the base coat myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I lie. I got my friends to do it because <laughs> I trust myself. <laughs> and then I did. I got the top coat done with PCA. Yeah. You just mm. save money, and that it works well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would say, like, it is, it is so nice just to have you guys and just like, not really have to think about it. Do you know what I mean like know that so someone's backstage and they're there? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, it is people always say, "Oh, can I not just do my own tan?" Or you know, the salon down the road says they have a dark tan and things like that. And the only thing um, you've got to be careful of is making sure that if you are going to uh, someone that is an official tanner at a show that whatever it is they're using is a competition tan. It's not just a dark tan because um, a salon would stock a very variety of kind of normal salon tans for holidays and stuff. Their darkest tan of that they probably think is really dark and probably is really dark. It's not what they would use on someone that's just going to, you know, a wedding, but it's not going to be dark enough for the stage. Yeah. They won't realise that. They're not trying to be, trying to kind of rip you off or be mean. They probably think it's really dark because it is to them. Um, it's a, 
dark tan you shouldn't normally use um but it's not going to be a competition tan it's not going to hold up under those stage lights so it's fine to go to somebody else but to make sure you investigate what tan they're using or buy your own tan from compact or whatever and take that with you and get them to spray that on you you know there's, there's yeah. different options to do it there's different ways but just yeah make sure it is a competition tan but if you're honestly not sure i would honestly not risk it to no, be honest with you and paid someone to spray it on you or managed to persuade a friend and spent hours and hours working out painting it on yourself you're literally hardly saving a penny you may as well just book him for the tan and have it all done and be looked after yeah but that's their own preference i guess well yeah and like for me first i still you know i still come and see i still go to a tan out i think the most that i've pushed it as i say was done the base coat at home um and done the top coat which i found was good um it saved a bit of money and then i had that security of the top of the being there on the show day it kind yeah. of depends it honestly just depends but as i say like i think don't sounds bad but like don't go in hope hoping everything's gonna be all right but don't feel like you're like it's only happened to you because you do learn um yeah and you'll learn different skin prep routines and different things that are going to work for you. But as much as, as long as you kind of do that research and not try and blag it, I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. Like, there's been a few um, girls that I know um, from one of the coaching people that I had, like I was basically helping these girls out and I was messaging them three weeks out, what you've watched skin prep, they're like, oh, I haven't started. I'm like, girl, like, I always say to people, at least four weeks out, you need to start. Yeah being religious i know it's exhausting i know that's the last thing you want to be doing but the way i thought of it in my head was i'm burning more calories it's more activity like, <laughs> whatever you need to tell yourself to yeah, get to that skin prep done just do it like, you know like think of it, so it's the same way as tan as we're tanning it's so clear somebody that has like looked after their skin to someone that hasn't it's just so clear straight away the tan sits so much better mm. on someone of their skin and it the problem is you know, all we can do is give the advice out and talk about it as much as we can. But um, unless people follow it and do it, that, that bit's down to them. Like, you know, when they turn up, their skin is down to them and we can just do what we can with that. But um, it's not it's not that difficult, the process to do it. It's just, like you say, the effort of doing it half the time when you've got enough on your mind and enough time taken up with everything else, with food prep and cardio and all that kind of stuff. But it's one of those things that it's part of the show day. You've got to put it in your mind as you were posing practice or prepping your food or anything like that, because it's part of the show day. It's the, yes. same, as, it's the same as posing. If you don't have the tan, I mean, if you haven't even got a tan or if you've got a bad tan on stage, it can cause, like, you know, it can cost you, basically. It really can. Yeah, but even when sometimes when you're looking, I always remember this. I don't know what the ta what they use for tan, but it was like a weird, like shiny gold. But because you could tell that everyone else had used a certain tan and they hadn't, yeah. she still ends up placing second or third, um, and she looked great. But I kind of thought, oh, is that in my head? I thought, if that's, you know, it, that could be. I'd yeah, you know, I don't. I've never spoken to a judge personally to ask, but I think in my head thinking, oh, is that the reason why she didn't get that top? Like, because she looked great. I I was thinking, what yeah. is it that's made her? not place first in class and second or third and you never know it could be because of that tan yeah. um and if that's something that's in your control then you know yeah. try best to sort yeah. it yeah it <laughs> anything else you think we missed um no i think that's good i think um yes yeah, just literally making sure you read the info from whoever it is you put your tan with and um, just little things like taking your own bed sheets and stuff to the hotels that's really important and towels 
um, not spraying perfume all over yourself when you'd have a tan because that perfume could react and you could end up with like all sorts of funny marks all over your tan. Yeah. So if you wear perfume on show day, it's not really necessary because everyone's kind of not had deodorant on and the tan does have a smell, so kind of smelling a tan. If you really wanted to, you could put it on your bikini or something before you put your bikini on. Um, same with hairspray. You've got to be really careful making sure your all your shoulders and stuff's covered up because it can hairspray can turn the tan kind of a grey green round to you otherwise. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, and also even actually makeup. Um, we've had someone before that's gone to the official makeup artist, but the um, they were wearing to get the makeup done. I think just a t-shirt, and their legs were the legs were out. And the makeup artist finished by spraying a little setting spray on them, and yeah. the setting spray kind of, um, you know filtered down onto their legs. And she literally had all these tiny little droplets all over her legs. Um, so just little things like that to be mindful of. We could again just run straight to the backstage tanner whoever's there they can just kind of spray the tan and kind of roll that in and generally most most products it will go but um just little things just really trying to be careful not to get anything on your skin because it, it does make a difference yeah mm. what about so the last thing one thing we have missed, we've missed out actually is if someone's getting their makeup done do they get one that's probably yeah. the biggest question i think that george yeah. has yeah so a lot of um people ask that if they should get a coat of tan on before on their face and us as a tanning company what i say to my girls is a general is we will always tan um on the day before one one base coat the base coat on the whole body including the face um unless a female asks us not to um if they step in the tent and say i don't want on my face absolutely fine we'll just do whatever they ask we wouldn't put it on their face we kind of just spray into their neck um, and leave their face totally clear um if they don't say anything as a general we will spray onto their face um and i think a lot of makeup artists i've spoken to would prefer that um, there is a couple that would would prefer you didn't, and hopefully they would have told the girls if they don't want it. That's you know not to do it. Um, the base coat, if you are then doing your own makeup the next day or anything, you would just want to use a baby wipe and take the actual tan solution off your face with a baby wipe before you put your makeup on. If you don't do that um, and you just put your makeup straight onto the actual solution, it can really go greeny and greyish, yeah. um, quite coloured so it's really important um if you are then doing your own makeup makeup most makeup artists would know to remove a layer of tan um before they start but if they didn't or if you're doing your own then make sure you do get a baby wipe take it off but if people don't want it on their face that's absolutely fine um some people have maybe drier skin on their face and they think it might react badly you know they don't mm. want to take that and that's not a problem to us we just won't spray on their face so yeah personal preference to be honest a lot of that yeah yeah, I think I've always had one coat, like one, do the, as you say, do the baby wipe, good to go, not in any problem. So. It's not really a right or wrong for that, it's kind of, again, just finding out your own preference. Um, I feel like I would definitely want that, just because it gives a base to work with, but yeah, some people don't. Sounds yeah. good. Amazing. Yeah. Right. I think, we'd, I hope people, like, have literally been writing notes, like, on their phone, but actually they don't have to, because they... It isn't a plug, but you can't, like, Laura's page, like, website has so much information about skin prep. And she's done a, pod, um, done a blog on my website as well, um, talking about everything skin prep related. And it pretty much covers the whole thing. thing. It's all out there. I've even done this horrible, horribly badly YouTube thing. But it, they were know, not bad. They were amazing. So bad. But if people just want to put it on the background while they're doing the washing up or whatever and just listen to what they need to do, then, you know, it's there. Yeah. You're so funny. But yeah, there's so much information out there, girls. Um, just follow it sounds silly, don't overthink it. Just follow what 
it is don't read it sounds silly but sometimes you can like read too much into something and try and like misinterpret it it's like no it's all good to go um but yeah if people want to find out more about you like where can they go and find you um so mainly on instagram i guess it's get underscore bronzed or my website um getbronzed.co.uk and any questions literally if anyone has any questions just just probably email me because instagram i always lose things and then someone's like you didn't and i'm like oh just email me please um so yeah just email any tanning any actual tanning specific questions or anything like that i'm always happy to answer even if we're not your show i can still answer anything it doesn't bother me so just send me an email and um hopefully we can all help and you also do photo shoots as well which is pretty cool yeah we do a lot of photo shoot tans i've got one this weekend actually for somebody um yeah a lot of them so i've got girls all over the uk so Again, if anyone's got a photo shoot, they can just email us. I live in this area, and I have a shoot town, and I'll kind of see what I can put you forward to as well. Even if, if you know nowhere near me, if you live nowhere near me, then um, somebody will be able to do it. Sounds great. So I usually ask uh, my guests, people, what makes them not just a bikini girl. So what makes you not just a bikini girl, Laura? <laughs> I definitely can't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> I guess you have. Well, you've got, is it two kids? Three kids? Yeah. Two. Like, she has, like, honestly, her Instagram story has, like, her adorable sons, and they're just, like, so damn cute. And they're, like, such, like, little bundles of, like, energy. So I'm always in awe how you're able to be a mum, run two businesses, and do what you do. It's, it's, like, insane. It's actually insane. Thank you. It's busy, that's for sure. But it's fun. It's good fun, so always good fun so hopefully you guys have found this um podcast a helpful one again i everything that i know is purely because of laura like hands down and if i ever have a question or i'm that i'm not sure i'm like can you just like yeah you've just been such a massive help to me um and you've been a massive support as well so yeah just like a massive thank you for that and yeah if you have any questions please just just ask like literally just ask mostly like, i would always say to people read up and then if you've still got more questions then go and ask it's probably the best way to do it um but yeah do let me know if you found this episode helpful and we'll see you guys in the next podcast episode <laughs>